This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 756. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 756. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Oh, we are going to dig into something good today. We are going to talk about the comparison trap. So you might be someone who compares yourself to other moms, and maybe you compare yourself to like the way they parent and oh gosh, like they're just always so patient with their kids. That mom seems to have it all figured out. Or that mom seems to like know all the best ways to get their kids to do exactly what she wants all the time. Or maybe you fall into like a marriage comparison trap where you're like, wow, you know, that person just has this perfect marriage and they're so in love and they never fight. And like, what's wrong with me that we don't have that? Or maybe like me, you get professional comparisonitis. So this is definitely where I am guilty of finding myself in the comparison trap is when I look at where I'm at professionally and where I want to be and seeing the people who are doing the things that I want to do. And sometimes I get really mad. (laughs) So if you're someone who falls into the comparison trap and you like me, like it just makes you mad, you're not alone, first of all. So today we're going to talk through five ways that you can get out of the mom comparison trap, whether it's specific to parenting and motherhood or marriage, or it's more specific to professional stuff, which isn't necessarily like comparing between moms, but just comparing between other women. I want to help you dig into that so that we can kind of 
not only reframe it, which we will definitely do, but also see maybe where some of this is coming from, why this looks a certain way for you, and hopefully give yourself permission to release a bit of it as you reframe a bit of it. So the first thing I want to talk about is seeing beyond the surface. So I know for me, when I am looking at people who have done the things that I want to do, I take things at surface value. And I think that we do this and social media makes it so easy to do this where we see like just a glimpse, a really small glimpse into someone's life. And we make all these assumptions like they're so smart. They have it all figured out. They like it all works out for them all the time. They don't have to work that hard. Everything just falls in their lap. It's always just picture perfect. We make like all these huge, broad generalizations, by the way, probably none of which are true. And we then think that's not how it is for me. Like it's easy for that person, but it's hard for me. Or they don't have to work that hard for it. It just fell in their lap when we have no idea. And so I want you to think through where you catch yourself making these like really big generalizations or assumptions because not only are they probably a poor reflection of the other person's like effort, (laughs) but they also are probably really untrue. Like you're probably telling yourself a story and a narrative that not only isn't serving you, but it's probably not true. And I'll be giving you some examples throughout this episode about the stories and narratives that we tell ourselves that aren't true, that not only harm ourselves, but they really can be harmful to all the women around us as well. So I was recently at a speaking event and I was watching other women up on the stage, those who got to be on the main stage. And I was like on a side stage. I was in a smaller room with a smaller audience doing my piece, which was fine. It was great. I loved the people that I got to speak for. And I had a really, really fantastic experience. And I couldn't help when I was in the main ballroom watching people up on the main stage, I couldn't help but be like, why not me? Like, that's where I want to be. I want to be on the biggest stage, the biggest room with the biggest audience, because I like to do things all the way. I'm like, if there's like, you know, anytime there's like a level of things to do, I want to do like the top level. I want to go like, I want to do it to 100% and then also get the extra credit, right? So it's not just like enough to get accepted to the thing, but I also want to get like the top tier offering on the thing. It's just the way I was built, okay? (laughs) But I know, I know a lot of you who listen to the show are very much like me. So I'm sitting watching these women on stage who are doing, speaking on the main stage and they're all phenomenal, but I'm like, I want to be there. Like, I don't want to be in a side room. I want to be on the big main stage. And as I was watching and listening and learning, I was recognizing like these women were super qualified to be there. Yes. But also, I'm also super qualified to be on that stage. And one of the things I noticed was the women who were on that stage, they had a lot of personal and professional connections to the people who ran the event. And so it wasn't necessarily that like I wasn't qualified to be on that stage. It's just that I'm not in the social and professional circle of the people that run that event. And now who knows, you know, I'm not saying that if I was in that circle that I would have been chosen for the main stage, but I can also see, and I see this all the time, how you have to sometimes permeate certain groups and people and tiers in order to get yourself positioned in the places that you want to be positioned. And in this particular environment, I just haven't permeated that group. And Maybe I will at some point and maybe I won't. I don't know. Like I didn't leave feeling like, oh, I just need to be best friends with all these people so I can get a spot on that main stage. Like that wasn't how it was at all. But I think that it's interesting to notice when we get stuck in the comparison trap, sometimes we make a lot of assumptions about how we think other people are more qualified or we think other people have the better credentials. And sometimes it's like, no, these people maybe were in a position of privilege or maybe had some like really great connections that landed them in a certain opportunity. And you also have some great 
credentials and some great connections that can probably lead you to some really great opportunities if you strategically leverage them. And that's something that I'm always trying to do. And also why I'm so thoughtful and intentional about relationship building. I mean, I love relationship building. It comes really naturally to me. And I think it's one of my strengths, but it's where like, relationship building really, really pays off in terms of opening up doors. Now, if we're talking about this professionally or personally, seeing beyond the surface, when we talk about this first way of getting out of the mom comparison trap by seeing beyond the surface when it comes to what other people have in terms of parenting or in terms of their marriage, it's really, really important that we recognize when we get just a glimpse into someone's life. So I just gave an example of what that can look like professionally. But when we get just a glimpse into someone's life personally, and we think like, oh, they have the perfect marriage or oh, they have the perfect family and they live in the perfect house on the perfect street with the perfect picket white, white picket fence, all those things, we're getting this really minimal glimpse. And what's been so interesting to me over the years as I have navigated motherhood and had so many friends um, go through really hard times, I've been able to see how just having this small glimpse into someone's life is so different than being a significant part of their life. And so I now know when I see someone's life that looks really picture perfect, that there are always other things beyond the surface. And whenever I get to spend extended time with my closest friends, I see examples of this where they'll say, uh, you know, in spite of the family vacation photos that were just put up on Instagram, here's like what really went down on that trip. Or in spite of like this thing looking this way, here's like how it's really going. And I think it's really important that we recognize that things are always different when we dig beyond the surface. They're always, always different. So what looks really cute and fun and light and easy at the surface is never quite cute, fun and light beyond the surface. I know over the last decade, as I've been parenting and gotten to become close friends um, and get a glimpse into people as they have parented and as they have worked through you know, big things in marriages and stuff, that behind closed doors, I've seen things like abuse and addiction and chronic illness and gravely ill relatives and eating disorders and mental health struggles, significant loss and grief. I've seen unhealthy extended family relationships like so much drama and trauma behind the surface. And that's never reflected in when you just see a tiny a post on social media, a tiny picture, a tiny glimpse into someone's life. If, if you, you only see the person at like school pick up and drop off, you can create this whole narrative and then you get to know them and you're like, oh, there's like a much fuller picture here. And we all have this stuff when we dig beneath the surface. We all carry this kind of baggage with us. And, you know, for better or worse, like it really informs who we are. And it's not a bad thing at all. But when we only get to see that surface area, that surface level of someone's life, it's so easy to make assumptions and then have that jealousy that like, and the, that like narrative that they have it all figured out and they know what they're doing and everything comes easy to them. And that's just not ever the case. It's not ever the case. And whenever I make that assumption and then I learn more or get to dig deeper or get to like get on the surface with someone, every single time that narrative is shattered, every single time. And same thing when people get to know me. So I know that like I, I try to be really transparent and raw and real on social media, but I also know that there's a lot of things I put up that are like shiny and pretty and fun and cute and funny and all that. And same thing when people get to know me that like there's times where I'm like, oh, yeah, I did post that picture and that thing looked really cool and really great, but it was like also in this really hard season of parenting or it was in this really hard season in my business or whatever the thing might be. 
So same here, right? Like when people get to go beyond the surface with me, same thing. So I want, that's the first thing is just seeing beyond the surface is your first way to get out of that comparison trap and recognizing that what you see at face value is always surface. It's always surface. It's where someone has had the opportunity to frame a narrative in a certain way. And if you just blindly accept that narrative, it's on you if you let that negatively impact you because there's always something beyond the surface. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. 
Okay, so the second thing, the second way to get out of the mom comparison trap is to take credit for where you've been. So I think that we often ignore, dismiss, and maybe just like aren't even aware of the things that we have endured over the course of our lives and how they've shaped us and made us better, even exceptional in this moment right now. So I was talking about this Last week, I was actually um, speaking about podcasting and speaking about um, helping women and moms who podcast show up more um, in the way that they lead their shows. And what I kept saying is like, I want you to, the world needs more of you and I want you to shine more in your unique gifts. So we all have really unique gifts and talents and strengths based on our lived experiences. So whether we have been through terminal illness or a family member has been through terminal illness, whether we have been through addiction or someone we know close to us has been through addiction, whether we've been through, you know, a really challenging, overwhelming, traumatic event by choice or by chance, all those experiences shape who we are. And when we can recognize like, wow, I went through this thing and then I went through this thing and then I went through this thing and we can, and I talked about this in the episode where we ta- I talked about um why you should carry hard things with you, then we can recognize, okay, if I've been through all of these things, I'm a badass, like I'm super resilient, and I'm tenacious, and I'm resourceful, and I'm scrappy. And I know how to make things still work, even when things are really hard. When we can take credit for that, we can start getting out of that comparison trap, because I think that we can see ourselves as people who are really strong, and have a lot more power than we often give ourselves credit for. And when we're stuck comparing ourselves to other people, and we're like, oh, that, you know, things just happen so easily for that person, we're dismissing the gifts that come with having to work hard or endure hard things in order to get where we got. And so I'm not really concerned with if something fell into someone's lap, because I know I can make some really great things because of the things I've been through. And that's not because I'm taking advantage of the hard things I've been through, but it is because I do do know how to strategically leverage them so that they can enhance my life personally and professionally. Recognizing that if this thing was really hard for me or I endured the situation, I can take those lessons and I can share them with my community. Recognizing that if I endured these hard things and I had to really work hard to earn something, that I can be extra extra grateful for the things that I have. There are still times when I walk into my house, our house that we've had now for almost 14 years. And I remember being in this house when we first toured it. And I remember walking in and it has really high ceilings in the living room. And I remember thinking, I can't imagine being the kind of person that has high ceilings in her house. Like that was a weird awakening to me because I had never like fantasized about having high ceilings. It wasn't like on my list of like dream house attributes. But I remember walking into this house and we had looked at a bunch of houses and this was the only one that had these high ceilings. And this house, there was some challenges and if we were going to put in an offer on this house for sure. But I remember wanting to work for this house and we did work really hard to get this house. Um, We were up against a handful of challenges back in 2009 when we bought it. Um, And I remember thinking... It's worth it to me to do the things it takes to get that house because I want to know what it feels like to have the house with the high ceilings. Like this is a thing I never imagined for myself. And I didn't know that I really wanted it until I stood in this house and in this living room. And there's days when I walk into my house still, I'll get back from dropping Vinny off from school and I'll walk into the in, through the front door and I'm still like, wow, like I get to live here. And I get to live here because the things that, the choices that my husband and I made, 
the really, really freaking hard work that we did early in our relationship to position ourselves to be able to buy a house in this neighborhood, like just all these different decisions that we made, um, the things that I did in business early on, like there's just different things like that. Same thing, you know, we were able to make some other lifestyle choices a few years ago um, and that allow us to be co-owners of a ski cap. Well, it's it's a cabin we use year round, but we use it for skiing. And every single time we go to that cabin, every single time, I'm like, I can't believe I get to be here. I can't believe I get to do this. Now, there's some really big, hard things, like really big, hard things that led to huge accomplishments that allowed for us to do that. But big, hard things, big decisions, really scary decisions, some of the scariest decisions I've made in my life that ultimately allowed us to be in a position to be able to co-own this cabin. So I take credit for those things as much as I can because the big hard things are often the things that lead to the privileges. And I'm sure to the outside world, it looks like these things just fell in my lap. But I'm really conscientious of, no, I get to be here and I get to do this because of XYZ, because I overcame these certain things, because I took advantage of certain opportunities, because I took certain risks. And that's why I get to be here. Now, also, I want to 100% say also, because of the two examples I gave, I'm in a huge position of privilege that like, I have a spouse who has a decent job, and that like, helped everything immensely. But I also look at here's the hard things that you got through and some really big decisions and some like pretty critical professional decisions that felt so incredibly stressful. And two of them went on for a very long time. They were very dramatic. I mean, a solid 18 months of like not sleeping through the night because I was so stressed out about certain things at a certain time. So taking credit for where you've been, those life experiences that shape you made you better, maybe even exceptional, and then recognizing like how that positioned you to get the certain things that you have. So whether it is like having property in the examples that I just gave, or like having a watch that you really love. (laughs) And that's a silly example, but this is something um, that's also like relevant to me. I remember getting a certain watch at a certain time and just, and it wasn't anything super expensive, but it was just like a watch that I had wanted for a while. And I remember being like, this means something like you worked hard for this and you get to have this because you did this certain thing and you took a certain chance and this is what came out of it. So where can you take credit for where you've been and then own that those experiences have made you better and positioned you to do other things. So really taking credit for where you've been. I know that I have learned how to talk about mental health in a really different way. And I've been able to see my own mental health journey in a different way because of the way I've chosen to frame it. So when I talk about anxiety and when I talk about PTSD, it isn't that those things haven't been hard, but I also know that they are kind of these beautiful gifts that have allowed me to do the work that I do. I don't think I would do this work in the same, or I know I wouldn't do this work in the same way if anxiety and PTSD weren't a part of my story. So the third thing, the third way for you to get out of the mom comparison trap is to own your gifts. So we talk about this so much, but like I said earlier, it's really important that you recognize what are the things where or what are where are the areas and the ways that you uniquely shine. So again, I was giving this talk a couple of weeks ago about um, helping women use their voice in podcasting and how the world needs, I was saying to them, like, the world needs more of you. The world needs you to take up space. The world needs you to use your voice. The world needs you to really shine in your unique gifts. And every single one of you, and I said this to them, but I'm also saying it to every single one of you, every single one of you is qualified to shine in a very unique way. There are things that you and only you can do the way that you do them in order to have the impact that you want to have 
because of who you are, where you've been, and the gifts that come with that. Whether it is the gifts that you have kind of built up over time because you've had to work through hard things and learn new skills that now are strengths, or if it's because you were blessed with a certain DNA that allowed you to shine in certain areas, or, and this is in most cases, it's the combination of the two. And so for me, like, I think there's a part of my DNA that like was born to lead and also there's some stuff that I've been through and some opportunities that I've taken and some things that I've had to figure out that have also been able to put me in a position of like learning how to tell a story and learning how to speak in a certain way and learning how to attract people and learning how to engage in relationships and communicate a certain way. And when you put all those things together, that's how I can really own my gifts and I can recognize okay, here is where I clearly shine. This is what makes me. And it's so important that you know this about yourself. And I'm going to give you some examples that I've had to come up with for myself over time, because I'm telling you, there's days as an entrepreneur and as a business owner, which I've been doing for 20 years now, there are days where the self-doubt comes flooding in. And I would love to say that after 20 years, that doesn't happen anymore. It still happens. And especially in the last three years, as the world has just been so topsy-turvy, it's happened a lot in the last three years. It's happened more in the last three years probably than it in years previous, even though I've been through kind of bigger professional transitions in the, in the previous years uh, prior to, the, to 2020. So I've had to be really clear on these are the things that you're really uniquely good at and the, where the world really needs you to shine. And I, I've gotten so much better at owning those gifts so that now when I look for opportunities, when I feel like there's nothing out there for me, I'm like, hold on. These are your gifts. This is where you need to go shine. So for me, I have a list of what are the things I am best at? What are the things that I can do better than other people? And not from like a smug place of bragging, but just like knowing that I should go do this thing instead of that other thing. Like I'm good at this thing, so I shouldn't go try to learn how to like be really good at accounting because that is not in my natural gift, gift set at all. So the things that I know that I'm good at, where I'm uniquely talented and can uniquely position myself to go and shine, be of service and get paid for it, is first connecting with others and really seeing, seeing other people. So truly seeing people. And so if you've been in a community with me before, if you've done coaching with me before, like you know that I can sit with you and you can talk to me about your life and we can get to the end of a conversation and I can be like, hey, here's what I see for you. And I can tell you like, these are all the ways that you truly shine in the world that can like leave you a puddle on the floor because it's the stuff that you don't even see in yourself. And I can see those things in people. I'm uniquely qualified to do that. I also know that I am a really good speaker and I'm really good at inspiring other people through telling stories. And I can do that through making people laugh and through making people cry and through asking really good questions and through giving people really tactical action steps that they can take so that every time someone walks away from listening to me speak, they feel lit up, lifted up, and also like they can go apply something that can change their life in this moment right now today. So that is a huge gift of mine. And so whether you see, like you all experience that through the podcast all the time, I hope, because that's always my aim in every single episode. But every time I'm on stage, it's the same thing. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I am Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and 
I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. Another thing is that I am really good at bringing energy into a room. And this is something that I didn't realize until just recently. Someone came up to me after leading a meeting. So I've just wrapped up the, or I'm in the process of wrapping up my second year as the parent association co-chair at Vinny's school, which has been, oh my goodness, like such a really, really transformational role for me. It's been exciting and fun and hard. Sometimes it's been heavy. A lot of times it's been just a lot of time. (laughs) It's been a lot of work. Um, It's also been incredible. And I've had an amazing co-chair who I've been able to work with the whole time who's made it so much, you know, I couldn't imagine doing it without him. Um, But one of a woman came up to me, we just read, um, ran our last meeting. So we had our last parent association meeting where we're leading the whole parent association. And this woman came up to me afterwards, uh, mom, and she said, you just bring so much energy every time you lead these meetings. And she's like, it's just unmatched. Like, I don't know how they're going to find someone else who can bring this kind of energy into the cafeteria, which is where we leave the meetings, um, into the room. And I was so touched and so grateful. So thank you to that mom that said that to me. Um, but then we got these cards from people saying thank you, which was this really sweet gesture. We got all these cards. And that was mentioned a number of times, like the energy that we bring to the room, my co-chair and I jointly. But I recognized that is something I'm good at. I kind of hadn't even realized it. Like, I know I bring a lot of my energy, but I hadn't realized that it's contagious. And that was a really big moment for me. Like, the contagiousness of energy is really great. Now, I have other friends who are really good at bringing really zen energy into a room, and that can be contagious. And that's its whole other gift. Some of you know that, like, I tried to, (laughs) a friend tried to um, bring me in to lead some meditations for a project she was doing at one point. And it was hilarious. Like, I tried to be the meditation person and it was kind of a disaster. And she's like, I love you, but no, (laughs) you cannot do this because that is just not my gift. So I bring a certain energy that is contagious. And then, like, my friends who are in the Zen healing space, they bring a very different energy. That's their gift. So I'm not going to try to bring that energy, and nor are they trying to bring the energy that I bring. Another gift of mine is content creation. Like I can churn out the content like none other. And that's why I'm able to get out three podcast episodes every week, plus my speaking content, plus building out curriculum for our membership um, community, plus building out curriculum for my business mastermind when I have a business mastermind in progress. I can churn out some content on an ongoing basis. (laughs) And then last thing is leading people with confidence. And so I just know that one of my gifts is leading people with confidence, even when 
that's a struggle for me. Like I can show up confidently while I'm still learning something and own like, hey, this feels new and uncomfortable and kind of messy and sticky, which is a way for me to show up really imperfectly, but still show up with confidence. And that that has been a way for me to get myself in the room and for me to get myself um, really into some opportunities where people appreciated me showing up imperfectly because they weren't looking for perfection. Sometimes we think people are looking for perfection and they're not. And so we think only if I, if only I could be more perfect, if only I could get it like more right. And in reality, sometimes people are looking for people to show up and have it be a little bit messy. Um, And this part, this has been like a learning lesson for me as someone who likes to get it all right and who likes to look like I know it all, um, even if I don't, it's been a good learning lesson for me to to get that affirmation that like we love it that you show up kind of messy sometimes. (laughs) So those are some examples of my gifts. And like I keep those front and center so that when I get into that comparison trap where I'm like, I don't know if I'm really good at that thing then I can think back on these. I should also mention like if we're looking at specifically around mothering, I know that I'm a really good listener for my kid. And that's really hard for me. (laughs) But it's something I really, really work on. And so where can you think about like the ways that you really show up for your family, for your kids, for your partner, like those pieces as well, owning your gifts in those areas as well, I think is really, really important. The fourth way to get out of the mom comparison trap is Trusting and believing and knowing unequivocally that everyone is figuring out it out as they go. So for, oh my gosh, the last, since 2010, I've had a business coach and I used to, when I would hire business coaches, be like, oh, I just want to be like them. I want to get to that point where like I have it all figured out and I know it all. And then I started to realize, and this happened with every coach I've ever had. I get to know my coaches pretty well. And I get to know kind of the ins and outs of their lives a little bit. I always stick around long enough to like get to know them a little bit on a personal level, some more than others. But in every instance, and I've probably worked with six or so coaches at this point, I've gotten to see enough behind the scenes to know that they're still figuring it out too. Now, that doesn't mean that they're not strategic. Many of them are very strategic in what they're doing. But a lot of times there's a lot of messes behind the scenes. And I used to think like, oh, I just want to be like that kind of, you know, entrepreneur or business owner or whatever that like knows all the things and like has it all like in perfect spreadsheets with a perfect action plan and perfect execution and strategy. And I know that it is just not like that. I know it's not like that. And so for those who show up and share that, like for leaders who show up and share that, Brene Brown is one of them, I think, who shows up and is just like, yep, like, let me just tell you behind the scenes, it's a real disaster right now. I think that that piece is really, really important. I remember meeting someone via a Facebook ad years ago and being just blown away. I was like, oh, you like, I see your Facebook ads and you have it all together. And as I got to know them more and more, I was like, yeah, like they have a lot of things together, but also like they're totally human and things fall apart for them just like they fall apart for me. And it was so refreshing where I was like, oh, they're also figuring it out as they go. Oh, thank God. So just know that everyone is figuring out it, figuring it out as they go. Again, that doesn't mean they're not doing it without being thoughtful, intentional, strategic, but we're all just figuring it out. So when you see someone who looks like they have it just so dialed in and they know exactly where they're going, I promise you they don't. I promise you they do not. And if they tell you that they do, they're lying. And most of them will admit they do not at all. And I find a lot of solace in that. (laughs) And then the fifth way to get out of the mom comparison trap is that you have to recognize that no one is that special. And this has been a big one for me 
And it's been humbling because like, I'm not that special either. So no one is that special. And when we put people up on these big pedestals and we think they have it all figured out and they know what they're doing and they're so much better than me, we make things really unattainable for ourselves. And when the reality is, is that no one is that special. So if you take them off their pedestal, it's like you lower them down a little closer to your status. And then if you recognize that you are so uniquely qualified to do certain things in this world, that elevates your status, right? And now that status window that seemed massive between the two of you, like it seemed like there was this huge gap between where you are and where this other person is and you want to be in their spot, but you can't figure out how to climb that high or that far. Well, if you take them off their pedestal and realize they're just a human being and they're making mistakes and they're figuring it out as they go and it's messy for them too, you knock them down a few notches and then you realize, oh wait, I'm like super uniquely talented and qualified and I'm a really hard worker and I'm really resourceful and resilient and tenacious. You bring yourself up, all of a sudden that gap you're only a few steps apart. And when you can close that gap in your mind, all of a sudden, the stuff that people have that you want to get seems so much more attainable. And you recognize that you're not looking for picture perfect, that maybe you don't even want to have the picture perfect vacation on social media, or you don't even want to have the picture perfect marriage on social media or house or whatever the thing is. So I had this recently with my car where I was like going to pick Vinny up and I had to do something with, I don't remember where it was something related to school, but I was like, oh my God, my car is like so disgusting and someone had to help me put stuff in it. And I was like, okay, this car has like mud and dirt from the ski season plus mud and dirt from baseball season in it. Like it is so gross. It is a layer of dirt on the outside and a layer of dirt on the inside. Like it is, it's just dirt on dirt on dirt in my car right now. And I remember having this other parent helping me get things in and out of the car. And I felt like I had to be like, normally I'm not this dirty. And then I was like, you know what? Actually, I, I am. <laughs> and I remember the other parent being like, yeah, like who's not? <laughs> but thinking like, oh, I should like make sure my car's really clean. So when this other mom at school has to help me get things out, like they won't know that, oh God, Sarah has kind of a dirty car recognizing that like no one's that special. They don't care if my car is dirty and I don't care if theirs is dirty. And why would I be trying to like live in pursuit of like the super clean car? That's just ridiculous. And now if you have a super clean car, good on you. But like, that's just not a meaningful pursuit to me. So recognizing that no one is special gives that space for you to recognize that if they can do it and have it and embody it, so can you, because you can do it, have it, and embody it right now as you are. You can embody it right now. You can embody your fantastic life with all the things that you've done in all the directions that you're going with a super dirty car. So I will leave you with that. So those are the five ways that you can get out of the mom comparison trap. Number one is seeing beyond the surface. Number two is taking credit for where you've been. Number three is owning your gifts. Number four, trusting that everyone is figuring it out as they go. And number five, recognizing that it's really that special. Thank you for being here. I'm so delighted that we got to spend this time together. We have two more episodes coming out for you this week. We have a fantastic interview on Wednesday. We have one shameless thing coming out on Thursday, our little shorty episode. Thanks for being here. I can't wait to be back in your ear in a couple days. And remember that I am in this with you always. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. 
episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. you're the martyr in your family, you're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the no guilt mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.